Good morning, good morning, good morning. God bless you, saints. This is Bishop Smith coming to you this morning at the top of the hour, the top of the morning. We thank God for the privilege and honor that we have in starting our day with you. I don't know if you were on and listening to the worship. I believe that was Tasha Cobbs. And uh, one of the things she said in the worship song was that, Lord, we're here for you, here for you. I believe a lot of times when we come before God, we go before God for ourselves. We're not really there for God. We're there for God to help us understand situations and circumstances we face or trust God that he would bring a desire or prayer request to pass in our life. And there's nothing wrong with that, don't get me wrong. But I believe the first thing that we should do in approaching God, we should give thanksgiving and be grateful for who God really is and what God has done. And then begin to understand that God has extended his grace number one, towards us, and then also his mercy. The God that we serve is a gracious God. He's a gracious Father, and he's so merciful. So we should think about that today as we just approach his throne of grace because I really believe worship sets the atmosphere for all things. And we come before him with thanksgiving in our hearts. That's what the Bible says. Let us come before God with thanksgiving in our hearts. And I'm just so thankful for, number one, the air that I breathe and having life in my physical being. You know, life comes with challenges. That's just what life is. You know, no one said that everything in life was going to be easy. I know my mom definitely didn't tell me that or my dad. But I believe that as people, beyond being people of God, as people, we like having opportunities. We look for opportunities. But a lot of times we don't look for opportunities in the right places. And I come to understand that Opportunities are often found in problems. In problems, there's always a hidden opportunity. And I believe what we're facing today, there's opportunity. It's opportunity for God because the God we serve, when you begin to understand his nature and his attributes, he is an opportunist. Our God looks for opportunities to bring people close to him, to cause people to return to him. He looks for opportunities to revive people. He looks for opportunities to restore people and refresh them. You know, the Bible tells us at times that God may shut up heaven, that there be no rain, and he can command grasshoppers to begin to devour crops so he can send plagues amongst people. But the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. He would hear from heaven 
he would forgive their sin and he would heal their land. And so good this morning, Pastor Adrian and myself, we want to say good morning to all the intercessors on the line. We thank God for you. We thank God for your prayers. Good morning to New Destiny Church and all of the other churches that are on the line. Good morning to the body of Christ. Good morning to every pastor on the line. We thank God for you coming on the line. You don't have to come on this line, but we thank God for you being on the line. We thank God for the labor of love whereby you minister. We thank God for you in your calling. We thank God for your church. We ask God that he would just strengthen you today, that God would give you clarity of vision, cause you to be focused, and that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. So I want to say good morning to Sister Brandy, who will be doing our prayer request this morning and praying for those prayer requests. Good morning, Sister Brandy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing excellent. We're doing excellent this morning. God is faithful. Good to hear you. Miss you. Love you. Miss you. Love you too, Bishop. Thank you so much. And our today's guest is a very, very, very good friend of mine. I, He's beyond friends. He's my brother in the faith, and I thank God for his life. And that is Pastor Tommy Powell, all the way from Augusta, Georgia, the city church. He is the pastor of the city. I think that's a big deal. Good morning, Pastor Powell. How are you? I am doing well, Bishop. How are you this morning in the New Destiny family? I'm glad to be with you this morning. Thank you for being with us. We are all well by God's grace. We're all well. Pastor Adrian and I, we're so excited about having you on the line and and being with us this morning on our international prayer call. This thing that went international, you all. Praise the Lord for that. And we thank God for having a word of prayer and getting to the word. I've talked enough. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you for this day that you have made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Father, as we come boldly before your throne of grace, we thank you. It is through our hope we get beyond the veil. But as we come beyond the veil, we release our faith in the very place that you said we will find grace and we will find mercy. Forgive us, Father, for all of our wrongdoing, wrong thinking, things we don't know we've done, that as we come, Lord God, nothing will hinder you from being drawn to us. Nothing will hinder the prayers we pray this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Powell. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. And again, good morning to everybody. Um, this is a wonderful, 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 wonderful day. Uh, whenever I get an opportunity to be with my brother, and the wonderful and I and I tell I I tell the people of City Church it's some wild people on a prayer call at five o'clock in the morning over there in California and across the world. I said these people are wild. I said you should you should hear them praising God and 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 speaking in their heavenly language after the prayer call. I said man, this thing is something different. Well, this morning I my assignment is is is. Um, from our bishop is Philippians chapter 4. So if you have a Bible, your phone, your iPad, would you go with me to Philippians chapter 4? Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to start right there in the 6th and 7th verse, and that's what we're going to do this morning. 
And Paul tells the church at Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. One of the more interesting texts in our New Testament Bible is is this text because um, Bishop, one of the things I, I learned so much from Paul and not just his words, but sometimes his modus operandi, um, looking at this, Paul normally when he's making an argument or trying to bring forth some type of understanding, he usually uses the approach of a of a lawyer in a courtroom and he will set up the argument and then out of the argument bring uh, a principle or a teaching. For instance, he'll say, since grace is abounding, can we continue to sin? And then he answers the question, surely not. And then he goes into a teaching on why grace abounding should prohibit you from sinning and not be a freedom for you to sin. And he sets it up kind of like a lawyer in a courtroom. But here he does something very, very different. He he switches from the mode of being a lawyer to being a physician. And he diagnoses the problem and then gives a prescription to help the problem heal. And he says in, in, in the original Greek here, where we see he says, um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And in the original Greek construct, he, he diagnoses a problem. He says, basically, Philippians, you are worrying too much. Stop worrying. So there he diagnoses a problem. Stop worrying. You have made it a habitual thing to worry, and now I want you to stop it. Quit worrying. And he, he makes the argument. Instead of worrying, here's, here's, here's the prescription, pray. And this is what I want you to pray about, everything. With prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Now, what's very, very interesting here is Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 said the same thing. He, he, he starts into a dialogue and he says, hey, you can't serve two masters. If you're going to love the one, hate the other. And then he says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. And then he gives us a key to not worrying about our lives, which I think is so powerful. If you're going to write something down today, I want you to write this down. 100% of what Jesus did in ministry on earth was done out of the, from two things. 100% of what Jesus did on the earth was done from two things. One, it was done from his identity as the son of God. Two, it was done from a place of prayer. One, his identity as the son of God. Two, from a place of prayer. So when he's telling the people in Matthew, hey, don't worry. 
Don't worry about your life. Your life is more than clothing. Your life is more than food. Don't worry. He says, the heathen does that. Don't you do that. And this is why he said, because your heavenly father provides for lilies, and then he goes through the whole lilies of the field. He provides for birds of the air. How much more will he provide for you? Why? Because he's your heavenly father and you're his child. So today, I want, I, want us to, I want us to just reinforce the conviction that just like in Jesus' life, everything we do in life is going to be coming out of a place of us being a child of God and prayer. So Paul says, hey, stop worrying and pray. Why, do you have to, why can you stop worrying? Because just like you're a parent, and if there's anything your child needs, there's no limit that you would go to to make sure your child is pro- provided for. Don't worry. I have some grandbabies right now that are seven months old, when, when they see Papa walk in the door, they just light up. They could be crying. They could be uh, diapers, could be, but as soon as they see Papa walk in, they just start smiling. They just start wiggling because they know once Papa gets there, he's going to pick them up in his arms. He's going to walk around with them. They're going to be secure when Papa walks in. And, and Paul is saying, hey, your Papa is near. Don't worry. You are a child of God. And instead of worrying, instead of being pulled in many different directions, he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray. Now, this is, this is the caveat that I want to say here in the last few minutes. He says, I want you to operate now in the same manner that Jesus did. And the way that Jesus operated in earth, he operated first as a son it was his identity. Secondly, he operated from prayer. He says, I want you to do that. Paul says, don't worry about anything. He says, I want you to make your request known with thanksgiving. Now, here's, here's, here's what a lot of us have a difficulty doing. We will tell God the problems that's going on. We will tell God what we lack. But I found when talking to people, when listening to people pray, when asking about this type of thing with people, what I find is they never ask God for what they want. They always tell them what they don't want and what they're tired of. Paul says that's not the key. He says, I want you to ask. And don't you dare limit what you ask God. He says, I want you to ask God about everything. Ask God about everything. And then he says, with thanksgiving. He says, in this equation of prayer, I want you to do this with thanksgiving. How Normally I say thank you after somebody has done something for me or after somebody has pre- uh, presented something to me or after I've received something. And in this, in this equation, he says, no, I want you to, as a part of your prayer, I want you to thank God in advance for the request you made. Why? Why would I do that? Because he says, if two or three of you are gathered in, in my name, he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to agree as touching on anything, on anything, and believe, if it's according to my name, believe that you've already received it. If I believe I've already received it, the natural response is thanksgiving. And let me tell you, if I believe that I've received what I've asked in Jesus' name, there is no room for worry. 
He says, I want you to now, with thanksgiving, I want you to make your request known. I want you to ask. Now, let me, let me, let me I'm going to close with this. I want you to, for with me for a minute, imagine. Imagine. You get a call from the office of one of the richest families in the world. This family has been known to lead people and lead them into their destiny. This, this family has been known to be benevolent. This family has been known to have connections all over the world. This family has been known for these things. And you get a call from this family's headquarters. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson want to fly you out to have dinner with them. When you get to Mr. and Mrs. Johnson's home, they explain to you, we've called you here because we want to help you get where you're going. We want to give you our wisdom, our experience. We want to connect you with relationships. We want to use our favor to help you get where, where you're going. Now, if I'm in that situation, I don't think I'm going to spend my hour of time telling them all about all of my problems, telling them all about my woes and what I'm lacking. I think if I'm sitting in the presence of somebody like that, what I'm going to spend my time doing is asking questions. I'm going to ask for your wisdom, for your understanding. I'm going to ask, how did you do this? I'm going to ask. And out of my asking, I'm sure they're going to respond with the wisdom, with the understanding, with the connections that are needed to move me where I need to be. And if a family could do that, how much more would our Heavenly Father do that with his vast amount of resources, but more importantly, with his vast amount of love for his children? And I want to suggest now in our prayer time as we go forward, I'm not saying don't ask for what, but what I'm saying is I want you to act like you're going before omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God that has resources everywhere, and you're going before him, and I'm seeking now not just his hand but his mind. Don't worry, child, because I have everything under control. I want to go before him and ask for his wisdom, his understanding, his direction. And I'm going to give him thanksgiving before I see it work out, before I see it manifest, because you already have the reputation of taking people from where they are to where you want them to be. Don't worry. Pray about everything. Make your requests. Make your petitions. And then he says, once you have this time with him, once you visit him in his presence like this, he says, and then this is the promise I'm giving you, and the peace of God is going to stand like a soldier and guard your, excuse me, your heart and your mind. This is the season for children, the children of God, to go before their heavenly daddy 
Make your petition. And then because he is who he is, I want you to thank him because we can believe that we receive what we ask when we ask according to his name. What is according to his name? Is it saying the phrase in Jesus' name? No, it's according to his character. It's according to his pattern. It's according to his way. And what is his way? Was it? First of all, he comes before his daddy as a son, and his prayer is coming out of a place of being a child of God. He says, hey, don't, don't worry about nothing. I got that covered. I have that covered. He says, now begin to ask for what you want. And let me tell you this. I've told our people this before, and I'm done. Sometimes we don't need to ask for money. We need to ask for wisdom, for a strategy to get money. Sometimes we don't need to ask for a better job. Sometimes we need to ask God, you know me better than anybody. Show me where I'm supposed to be in this season. Don't worry. Pray about anything. There's a parable of a, of, a, of a man that goes to a man's house in the middle of the night. Hey, get up. I got company. Came unexpectedly. Hey, the guy responds, get away from here. My, I'm in the bed with my children. The guy persistently knocks. And because of the man's persistence, he finally gets up, gives the man what he wants so he can take it back to his house and feed his guests. And so many times we talk about prayer and being persistent. And I think we, and I know we should be persistent in prayer. The other principle that we pull out of that, though, he says, in comparison to the friend, you have to keep asking, keep asking. He said, in comparison to that friend, he says, how much more shall your father in heaven? And he's comparing now what a friend would do and what a father would do. And he says, your father already knows what you have need of. Just come before him and ask. Don't worry. Ask with thanksgiving. Make your request known. And the peace of God, Jesus, the peace of God, that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Your heavenly father is not a friend at midnight. Your heavenly father cares for you. And if a friend will do that, how much more will your heavenly father do that? Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Remember, everything Jesus did, he did out of the identity of being a son and through prayer. And we have the same right as Jesus. Let's emulate him. Don't worry. Pray and watch God's peace guard your heart and mind. Father, I thank you right now for the word. I pray that something that we've said will stick in the hearts of your people. I pray that we would simply not worry and ask, for you've already promised that you take care of the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. How much more, how, how much more value are we 
of we are we to you. Father, let us be confident now in our relationship with you as your children. I come against every worry and anxious spirit right now. I pray right now that the hearts and minds of your people are good, fertile soil now. They will bring forth fruit in this time, 30, 60, 100-fold. We come against the destroyer in their lives. We pull down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in their minds and in their hearts. And I pray right now that we will be settled and at rest before you as our daddy. We thank you, praise you, and honor you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Wow. I know you've been blessed by that word today, and I've definitely been blessed. Right now, we're going to have Sister Brandy come with our prayer request and pray over those prayer requests this morning. Sister Brandy. Okay, we have a prayer request from Marilyn Waters. She says, I am trusting in God to move mountains so I am able to move into a good neighborhood. Um, she's currently living with a family member who has informed her that she has to move soon. She says money isn't the issue as much as it is her credit. She's asking for the prayer warriors to touch and agree with her in faith for God to show her favor, open doors of opportunity, allowing her to rent a home or an apartment. And she's standing on Matthew 6. 31, that she's not worrying where she would sleep. <clears throat> Our other prayer request is from Dan for Daniela Gaines. She has suffered two strokes. She's a mother of three young boys, and the family is asking for prayer and healing and that there will be no brain damage. And our last prayer request is for the they're praying for the Sims, Dixon, and Taylor family as they deal with domestic violence in their family. And she's asking for a special prayer for Victoria Sims and Patrick Dixon. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord God, that says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Father God, we stand in agreement with Sister Marilyn, Lord God. We, you said in your word, according to Matthew 6 and 33, that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all other things will be added unto us. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you know what we have need of before we even ask. We ask you, Lord God, to give her favor, Lord God, that you would give her favor with you and with man, Lord God, that your favor would surround her like a shield, Lord God. Your word says that favor is better than silver and gold. Father, we pray for open doors, Lord God, that you would open doors that no man can shut, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would give her divine connections in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would go before her, Lord God, make her crooked path straight in the name of Jesus, and Father, we ask that you would give Merlin do exceedingly and abundantly above that she can ask or think in the name of Jesus, and Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for the housing situation in the name of Jesus in the open doors. And, Father, for Daniela Gaines, Lord God, we pray for divine healing, Lord God. We ask that you would touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet in the name of Jesus. We rebuke premature death in the name of Jesus, and we 
rebuke the three-fourth cord of death, hell, and the grave in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you sent your word and you healed them in the name of Jesus. You were wounded for our transgressions and you were bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon you and with your stripes we were healed. We speak healing to Daniela's body in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that her healing shall spring forth speedily in the name of Jesus. Father, you said you sent your word and it healed them, and we say to Daniela, be ye made whole in the name of Jesus. And Father, as we lift up the Sims, the Dixons, and the Taylor family, Lord God, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over this family, Lord God. We pray for your protection, Lord God. We ask for your sovereign, divine intervention in the name of Jesus on the behalf of this family, Lord God. Father, you are a place of refuge and a strength. Be that for this family, Lord God. Father, we pray for emotional and physical healing in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bring deliverance for this family, Lord God. We ask that you would give them wisdom, Lord God, in this situation, and may forgiveness and love prevail, Lord God. And, Father, we pray for the abuser, Lord God, that if he don't know you, that he would know you in the pardon of his sins, Lord God. May he know that he is created in you, Lord God, that in the image and likeness of you. And, Father, we pray that he would know you, Lord God, and that he will come to his senses, Lord God, and we rebuke the spirit of of rage, anger, and malice in the name of Jesus. And, Father, may he get help in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just ask for your healing for this family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And we declare this morning every prayer request will become a praise report we thank God for the opportunity that we have to pray with you this morning as Pastor Powell so wonderfully laid out that the Apostle Paul identified the problem was worrying. He gave a prescription. And the prescription to all things is pray. Pray about everything. Even as Matthew's Gospel tells us that no one can add anything to their life worrying. So worrying doesn't add to your life. Worrying takes away from your life. That's what we have to understand. We're not to worry. And I know that there's so much anxiety and so much fear, even as things are reopening up. It's the fear of going back to the workplace, contracting the virus. The fear if we go back to church, will we contract the virus? And we can't operate in that. We have to trust, number one, God, and then trust also, you know, our employer, trust our pastors, our church leaders, that they're going to operate in wisdom and make sure they're going to keep the places that are reopening safe, clean, and keep the people protected. I know that's what we're going to do at New Destiny Church whenever we reopen up. Pastor Adrian and I, we're going to make sure that you are protected as a people, that you don't have to come into the sanctuary, whatever that's going to look like. We don't know. We don't have all the answers as of yet. But I tell you what, about time we do reopen, whenever it's going to be, we're going to have some concrete answers, and you will know that plan way ahead of time. And so we thank God for that. So don't worry, regardless of what you see, what you hear. Don't worry. 
pray about everything. Before we bring our time of prayer to a close this morning, I want to circle back to Pastor Powell and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Powell. Thank you, Bishop. Um, Destiny, I'm, I call you blessed. Um, I, I want to say something that I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it because I think it's, it's even in the text. Um, in Philippians, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, book, as, especially as he brings it to a close with his instructions on prayer. Right before you get to that, he encourages he encourages the the people there um in verse seventeen of chapter three. He says, "What I want you to do is I want you to follow our pattern." Paul says, "I want you to to follow uh, our pattern as we've modeled for you how to walk through these times. The church was being persecuted." People were losing their businesses. People were losing uh, financial resources, et cetera. You'll see that all throughout the book. But one of the things he said was, I want you to follow our pattern. And New Destiny, I want to say this about my brother and Elder Adrian. I've watched them and watched how they've walked through some of the toughest times and kept their faith moving and engaged with God. I said every time I get on the call, at one of the the roughest times in my life, I called Bishop Smith, and Bishop Smith began to give me principle and talk about examples of walking by faith, and I began to take it so literally and began to implement it in my life. During this time, I want you to hang on to everything that's coming out of our bishop's spirit because he's not telling you something he read or something he learned in a class. He's telling you something that he's lived. And by example, he's given us principles and given us truths that could lead us through this time of anxiety, worry, and fear. He's been through a lot, and he's watched God prevail on his behalf every single time. So I want to I want to I want to echo what Paul told the Philippian church. Let's follow this example. Let's follow this manner of belief, faith, and peace. God has given us a man of God that is proven that God is faithful to His word. And as we not only are we following Christ, but we are following our bishop as he continuously follows Christ and watching the example, the manner of his faith as we all come through this together. Thank you, Bishop. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Powell. Now, y'all, I didn't pay him for that, but, boy, you you working on an offering, brother. So, <laughs> hey, hey, I want y'all to know, he ain't paying me for anything. <laughs> this, hey, this is because we love each other and it we is, believe in each other. It is so true, and thank you so and much. We believe in each other. And I just thank God, we thank God, Pastor Adrian and myself, who's, who's sitting here in, in our office together, we just thank God that we can be an example of anyone, especially through faith and trusting in the Lord. And we've learned uh, as kids what it means to trust in God, even when we were 
really, really young kids and just all we had was love. Uh, we didn't even know we was trusting in the Lord, but we were trusting in God. Uh, we lived in, in, in a constant state of optimism and just believing the best was always going to turn out for us. And God has done just a wonderful job, you know, and God's not done yet. God will continue to do a wonderful job with all of our lives. That's our faith. It's not just for us, but we use our faith for you, that God will cause you to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that you're blessing, you're coming, and you're blessing, you're going. Everything you put your hands to, God will begin to breathe on it. Because every word of God is God breathe. And may God breathe on your life. May he breathe on your good works. May he breathe on your God ideas. May he breathe on your desires. May God just breathe on your family and breathe just a fresh wind into your life. I really believe in this next level that we're headed to. It's it's a season of refreshing and a season of reviving, and we have to understand that. So be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged this morning. I love it because when we close, we always close with Psalms 118, verse 24. But you know, 23 says, this was the Lord's doing. And mm. it's marvelous in our eyes. Mm. And then it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Aren't we glad in this day? So listen, in every brand new day, there's always brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. I love it. Greater is he that is in me. Yes. He that is in you. Hallelujah. He that is in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Powerful. Hallelujah. Plus he who Hallelujah. is in you. There's no one greater. The greater one lives on the inside of you. Understand the power of that revelation. And because the greater one lives on the inside of you, say with us, from this moment forward, yes, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. You are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Never underestimate the God factor. If God be for us, who can be against us? Well, we thank God for you this morning, and we call you blessed. Yes. And don't let no one call you anything yes. other. Yes. We call you blessed. So, Hallelujah. this is Sister Brandy, Pastor Adrian, Pastor Powell, Bishop Smith. We're signing off this morning. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the prayer call tomorrow. Praise God. See you in service on Sunday. We're going to bless the Lord. And so right now we're going to open the line and we're going to go after God as Pastor Powell said, with thanksgiving. He said, come in and we start thanking God before we start asking. Come before him with thanksgiving in, his, in our heart. So we're going to thank him at the top, and then we're going to thank him 
on our way exiting out. We're going to thank God because everything you prayed for, we mm. set ourselves in agreement. Everything that's been yes. prayed for, we set ourselves in agreement and we declare it shall come to pass in Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's unmute the line and let's thank God. Come on. <laughs> 